Hey everybody, it's Jacob Newton here, professional hockey player and mental health coach, advocate, all of the above. My good buddies over at Sports Epreneur and I did a podcast together about a year ago. And ever since then, we've been keeping in touch, creating content podcasts now. So if anybody out there is interested in doing the same, having their own podcast or want some type of content creation, don't hesitate to reach out to those guys at Sports Epreneur. They are willing and able to help you out. And after listening, don't hesitate in leaving a review. And then you'll get much more access to all of my content across the Sports Epreneur platform. Today, what I wanted to talk to you guys about is, is again, more of my experience in terms of of mental health and and sharing. Um, I believe it's so powerful that once we go down that path of healing, um, or such a big component for our healing is going to be sharing and getting it out there. And so I'll go back to, to three years ago. Um, I, was, I was playing in Finland. I had, at that time, I was married with my two kids and, and my ex-wife. And uh, they, my, my ex had decided that she didn't want to come along anymore, wanted to start her own career. So now I had to make the choice to um, either continue my career, uh, which took me to Europe away from my family, or stay home and, and get a normal job. Um, but at that time I was making, you know, better money. So I thought that it'd be best for me to go, even though it would be very challenging to be away from everybody. Um, but I was making an amount of money that would have set us all up for a good life. Um, so, so anyhow, I left, um, and shortly after two, three months after my ex had decided she didn't want to be with me any longer, we were going to separate. Um, and it was during a time in the season where we were on a break. Um, in Europe, when you play in the European leagues, there's always these international team breaks where the teams, the leagues have a hiatus where there's 10, 11, 12 days in between games. So players are free to travel a little bit, of course, still practice. Um, but so again, this happened during that time of the season. So it happened on a Saturday. Um, and that next Monday, uh, we had practice again, we had our, our, our daily morning meeting at nine in the morning, but I, again, had gone through this experience um, of, of that situation with my ex. And I instantly reached out to the coaches and said, uh, hey, I'd like to have a meeting with you guys at eight in the morning, um, you know, on Monday. So an hour before um, our normal team meeting was set to take place. So I went in there, shared with them what was going on. And, um, you know, I'm not very shy in terms of, sh- of, of hiding my emotions. So I was in front of my coaches for 45 minutes telling them everything that was going on, all the details. Uh, but I was crying. I was crying uh, uncontrollably for 45 minutes. Not, you know, again, it's so fresh. It was only two days. Um, I couldn't control myself at that point in my life. Um, and then, you know, again, we had that nine o'clock meeting. So, you know, the coach, you know, started the meeting, um, you know, saying whatever it is he was, you know, he needed to stay, say, but then turned the floor over to me to speak. And I wanted to to get it out there and let the boys know what was going on because, for myself, I was always, um, you know, the first guy to show up to the rink, um, you know, always the DJ. I'm a very outgoing and positive person. So I'm always in the locker room talking with the guys and, you know, it's being positive, being myself. So anyhow, on this day, they showed up and I, and again, I was always the first one there. And so they showed up and, and I wasn't there. I wasn't in my stall, taping my stick, drinking my coffee, you know, singing along to the music. And so after a certain amount of time, they probably thought, oh, well, maybe I was sick or injured and I wasn't going to be there today. But little did they know, I was, I was just, uh, you know, 10 feet away from them speaking with the coaches and crying. Um, so anyhow, fast forward, now the coaches turned the floor over to me. And uh, now I'm in front of, you know, a group of, of my teammates, of the staff, you know, around 30 men. 
and again, I'm, I'm I'm not able to control myself at this time, and now I'm I'm crying uncontrollably in front of my teammates. Um, but fortunately, I was able to get it out. I didn't share exactly what was going on with my teammates like I did with my coaches, but I did let them know that I'm going through something very significant, something catastrophic in my personal life. Um, and by doing so, the 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 biggest I think um, component for my healing, for you know me having the strength was that after I shared with my teammates, I had about 17 or 18 of them um, come up to me, uh, either give me a hug or, or put their hand on my shoulder um, and all say the same thing. Jake, you know, we don't know exactly what it is you're going through, but we're here for you and we love you. And I believe um, that that, again, was just so instrumental for me now believing and feeling as though I had a, a group of people around me that loved me that, and most importantly, that supported me. Um, and I think that is just so important, you know, and so the message I want to get across to anybody listening to this is that as much as you can, um, we all have the ability to heal ourselves. We all have that ability, whether we believe it or not, but a lot of, a lot of times it, it is very valuable to share our emotions, to share our thoughts and our feelings with people, you know, especially, especially after going through something so traumatic, you know, because here I am now I'm, you know, 5,000 miles away from my family, from my kids. And in that moment, all I wanted to do was be with my kids. I didn't want to think about hockey. I didn't want to have to go to the rink. Um, you know, again, I just wanted to be with my kids because now everything has changed from that one decision. From that one second, that decision was made. Now my, in terms of being a father, now when I get home, I'm no longer going to have my kids with me every single day. It's going to be, you know, a week on, week off, or whatever the terms wound up being, which was that, 50-50, when I'm home, have the kids for a week, and then my, my ex has the kids for a week. So my relationship with my kids is going to forever be altered from this one decision. Um, so, so yeah, it was, it was very challenging, and it took me, you know, probably about seven to ten days to really regain, regain that focus, and what I wanted um, you know, as naive as it sounds is I wanted the world to stop. I didn't want to have to go to the rink, but I didn't want to miss any time, you know? Um, but again, you know, like I was speaking yesterday with, with my good buddy, Greg Malden, when he was going through his situation is that the world doesn't stop. You know, my teammates were there to comfort me and, and give me their support, but they still go home and they still deal with their own stuff. We're all dealing with stuff. They'll care, um, as much as they can, but they'll always care about themselves more. Right. So, um, so again, it took me about seven to 10 days to really regain that focus. Um, and once I did, um, I had made a vow to myself. I made a decision that I'm not going to allow any more external situations or experiences to make me feel what I felt on the inside from that one decision, from that person outside of myself making a decision. And then again, making me feel like I did. I was, I was, I was broken for a little while you know, such a big purpose, such a big reason for me being away from my family was completely altered with this one decision, you know? Um, and so again, um, for anybody listening, uh, let's just share, let's share as much as we can. Um, and again, I think people have so many friends, so it's not about sharing with all of them. It's finding the one that you can trust the most, maybe finding that one person that you guys don't have your typical, um, surface level conversation about stuff in the world that doesn't really matter. Maybe you guys are able to talk at a deeper level and, and get into the stuff that, you know, makes us sad. Or maybe you have conversations with a friend or a few friends where you guys are crying. And I believe those are the relationships. Those are the people that you can go to to share this type of information with, right? Um, and again, I just think it's going to be so valuable for 
for ourselves um, as individuals going down that path of healing. Um, and, and again, now I'll, I'll touch on after regaining that focus, I picked up a book. Um, and this is a book I speak a lot about and I've suggested to many different people, excuse me, to, um, to read. Um, it was a book called The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer. Um, and this one book, I've read it now five times and there's many different uh, short lectures that you can listen to on YouTube by Michael Singer himself. Um, but this book has forever changed my life. It changed the relationship I had with my mind and my heart. And again, therefore with my life. Um, so again, it's the book called the untethered soul by Michael Singer. And it's a book on spirituality. Um, and it's really helped me to cultivate a much healthier relationship with my thoughts, being able to detach from them and not allowing them to carry so much weight in my life and in my decision-making. Because I think all too often people are operating from their subconscious mind. Um, and even though they might consciously want something different, their subconscious mind won't ever allow them to do something different because they are being controlled by that. Um, so this has really helped me to have a much better relationship with my subconscious, with my ego, and for me to understand when my ego is in play. Um, and through this book, I have a much clearer and better understanding of, of other humans and the fact that, again, they are going through something. And then, you know, I'm free of judgments now. I don't have any judgments whatsoever towards any other people because I've, I've been in a place where maybe I was being judged because I was crying or whatever the case was. And so I've lived it. I've felt that pain of um, having judgments on me from others. Um, and I understand the type of uh, impact that that can have on a person. Um, so again, this book has just completely changed my life. I feel like, um, you know, when I went through that sexual abuse as a child, I was on path A, the sexual abuse happened, it, it sent me down a different path of path B, C, D, whatever it is. And this book has, has brought me back to the path A, the path that we're all meant to be on, that we are all on um, when we're born. And then through these catastrophic events, these trauma um, times in our lives that sends us down a different path. Um, so this book, again, I, I understand it's just a book, but it's not, um, you know, like Alexander Minor was talking about, he's not just reading Harry Potter books and not really gaining anything in his life. You know, we're reading books that bring value, bring insight, bring healthy knowledge to help the people reading these books to live a healthier life. Um, and so again, this book was one that I, I took a lot slower. Um, I would read just one chapter a day. And sometimes I would read that chapter over and over throughout the day to make sure that I'm fully processing the words that I'm reading. And at any moment that I was reading and I would, I would find my mind drifting into thinking opposed to being present in the words that I was reading, I would stop myself and then I would go back a paragraph or go back a, a, a page or two again to make sure I'm fully um, grasping everything that it's saying. Um, so, you know, again, just a suggestion for anybody out there. Um, the Untethered Soul by Michael Singer um, is a book that I believe all humans um, should be reading and reading with intent, not reading just to, to read another book, reading to help you become a better version of yourself. And that's ultimately what I've become um, is a better, much, much better version um, of, of Jacob, of, of who I was supposed to be in the beginning before all these things happened to me in my life. Um, you know, so again, the, the message for, for this podcast is to make sure that we're sharing, we're getting our stuff out. And once we've gone down the path or once we've healed from our past and our traumas, 
to make sure we're sharing, we're getting it out there, however that is, whether it's social media, whether it's with interactions we have with people, there is somebody out there that's listening to you that needs your story to help them down their own path. Um, you know, yes, we're, we're a global population of what, seven and a half, eight billion people. Um, so your story may not reach it to all of them, but it is going to reach the one person that needs it. Um, and again, we can all come together as one. We are one world. We are one earth. Um, but there's way too much division. But by sharing, we can find similarities in our stories. And then we can come together. We can connect. And now we can go be going down this path together. And I just believe that's so powerful and so inspirational.